Podcast episode 189. And taking me up on my challenge after making his full heel turn and jumping ship to the coalition. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Polanco has somehow wandered onto the Shotcast. Don't know how he got here. He just he came off. He was a bus. He came off the bus and says, I'm ready. Steel That's chair in hand. <laughs> and he's ready to rumble. And also yes, I am. How you guys uh, doing? How, how, I'm how did to get here. Huh? Go away. I was like, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Tony's back. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. oh no! Is that is that is that what we're missing? Is is that's, that is that the kind of hijinks going on on the on the Throwdown podcast? Yeah, pretty much. Except I don't do the sound effects. Everybody else does. Like, okay, guys, go nuts. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. I was supposed to be on like a couple weeks ago, but Destiny. Do I need to explain anymore? Yeah, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to get you for your Destiny expertise because me and you were playing a lot of Destiny together, and and then I, and then eventually we were just like, ah, I think we would just rather play Destiny than and then podcasts, which is like totally fine. And yeah. I've been and I've been teasing a special guest for weeks now, and it is not Tony. My special guest canceled, so I got Tony instead as a backup. You are a perfect backup special guest, Tony. Tony was that... the Tony was the B team. For this, yeah, uh, I, that's the story of my life, basically. Hey, you know what? A, a good utility player is the backbone of any solid baseball team. So, yeah, Tony, Tony's a, a reserve, yeah, but, yeah, you can count on so them. So you're saying the bench warmers are, like, the most important part of the of the baseball team that is the shot cast, Tony, or uh, George. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to make of that, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Tony, how you been? How's life over at the Coalition? Oh, it's going great, man. Uh, got a lot of good things coming. We're preparing for Comic-Con, as I'm sure you guys are. We got uh, three of us going. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's going good. Like, you know, there's a little bit of work that we have ahead of us because, I mean, the site's already been going really well after E3, but I, all, I've i started implementing some ideas. They may be the fancy executive editor, so I'm doing a lot of, like, background stuff than it is. Like, I'm not in the front foreground too much. I'm just there doing my podcast and just doing things behind the scenes. And, yeah, it's going really well. I, I like the site. Everybody gets along. It, they're mostly British guys, which is really funny because they speak crazy slang that I don't get half the time. So it's like, oh, you cocky. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, do you fancy her? I'm like, uh, fancy? Oh, you mean, like, yeah, I, I like her. You know, it's little things like that, you know, or bullets. Have you gotten, like have you gotten fish and chips yet? Just, is that the, like, that's the most important thing to me, so. No, well, these guys are, like, in actual England and stuff, so none of that yet, so. And by the way, I, I told For this real to England, all right? Yeah, not that fake England. I told this to George Ishi issued a drinking challenge to these guys. Then I realized they're British guys. They're probably going to destroy me. And, Ryan, you know how hard I could drink, but these guys are going to make me look like a pansy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tony's a pansy. Yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> already Tony's here, and the whole podcast is just fucking derailed. And I'm like, fine, you know, I'm just gonna run with it. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, we have new releases. Do do that. Oh, we do. Hold on, I'm bringing it up. Just give me like two seconds. And okay, uh, so uh, it's October first, everyone. So happy Ooh, October. And September is now gone. Long live September. Uh, anyway, as I stall so I can get the releases up. Okay, so I've got the releases for September 28th to October 5th of 2014. Not 2015 or 2016, mind you. 2014. Um, Thanks for so the clarification. The year of yeah. our Lord Sauron. Yeah, the year of our Lord Sauron and uh, all that good jazz. Uh, so we've got Outland for PC, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I wonder what game everyone's going to pick this week. Um, short piece, Ranko Sikigimi's Longest Day for PS3, the typical uh, Japanese game of the week that I can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> 
Persona 4 Arena Ultimax for PS3, 360, and PS... Uh, sorry, PS3 and 360. Uh, Forza Horizon 2 for Xbox One and Xbox 360. Natural Doctrine for PS3, PS4, and PS Vita. Uh, got those, got those. Chariot for PS4 and Xbox One. Pure Solar and the Great Architects for PS4, PS3, Ouya, and PC. See, look, an Ouya game came out this week, so you know it's a good week. Um, start. Invisibles The Lost Kingdom for PS3. Invisibles The Alliance for PSN. Uh, two Invisible games out this week. It's pretty impressive. Um, uh, Future Idiom EP Deluxe for PSN, PS4 and PS Vita. Uh, probably the most indie title, like an indie game name I can think of for, for this week. Um, Falling Skies, the game for PS3. Nam- oh, God. Okay, so we've got... Namco Museum Volume 1, Namco Museum Volume 2, Namco Museum Volume 3, Namco Museum Volume 4, and Namco Museum Volume 5, all on PS3. They had to list all of those individually. Well, each as cover has games. one letter of Namco each, so five versions of this. Yes. And this is A, this is Obsidian. I'm like, Wow. I had to say all five of those. So anyway, uh, so we've got Sherlock Holmes, Crimes and Punishments for PS4 and PS3, Second Chance Heroes for PS4, The Incredibles, uh, PS2 Classic for PS3, uh, Pokemon Training Card Game Online for iPad, Borderlands 2 for Linux, uh, Plat du- Dude and a Bit of a Spin for Ouya, Brow, <laughs> and PC. <laughs> okay, I take that back. That's the most indie, name, indie game name for the week. Um, Castlevania, Dracula X for Wii U. Uh, and then drum roll, please, everyone. Drum roll. Oh, I, drum I roll. fell off, didn't I? Oh, drum, yeah, drum roll. Okay, there we go. Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS on Wii U. Sorry, I mean 3DS. So. What the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give that one a little bit of a dramatic entrance because, you yeah. know, Smash Brothers. So. Evidently, yeah. Uh, Gee, I wonder what you're going to pick, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going yeah, with uh, Shadow of Mordor. Oh, Me too, goddamn I was going to say, Tony's pick got picked. Um, I'm actually going to go with The Incredibles PS2. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Super Smash Brothers for 3DS because it's Smash Brothers and I can't pick anything else. So yeah, we, we already spoke at length about uh, your experience with Smash Brothers. Um, now that we're a week later, Ryan, I will give you 10 seconds, 5 and 5. <laughs> to tell me your thoughts on Super Smash Brothers because we spent a good half hour to 45 minutes just hearing you talk about <laughs> Link and pap- and Cartoon Link and then you could super uppercut punch with Max. So yeah, I'm going to go get some water. I will give you 10 seconds. I will be counting out secretly and then out loud. So go. 10 seconds starting now. Go! Uh, so Super Smash Brothers is the best game ever. Better than Destiny. Better than Shadow of Mordor. Better than you know Watch Dogs. It's better, better than, than Fall. Better than everything. Uh, it is better than Ocarina of Time. It is better than uh, Grand Theft Auto V. And, and okay, I heard I heard better than Watch Dogs, and I could not agree more. But <laughs> at this, this rate, anything could be better than Watch Dogs. Ryan named pretty much every single game that was ever made in the entire universe, and. This game beats it all, according to him. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, I don't play Smash Bros. No, but, to, but anyway, yeah. uh, to to briefly wrap up, uh, so since the last time we talked about Smash Brothers, uh, my review went up on the game last Friday, uh, and I gave it a nine out of ten for the yeah, for the score. Magnum man, so. Opus, man, that was a yeah. long read. <laughs> that was my <laughs> that was my uh, that was my longest review I've ever done. It came in at uh, twenty five hundred words, so it was, uh, it was a beast. Fucking so. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice, uh, nice. 
Marie's. Let me see if I can pull a box quote from Ryan's uh, review here. <laughs> Just real quick. Normally, the, when we talk about reviews, we'll get there, but I want to... I don't think I can get a better box quote than better than Watch Dogs. That's the, that's the box <laughs> yeah. right there. So. As a love letter to Nintendo fans, Super Smash Bros. Bro for 3DS brings together the best of gaming into one of the best 3DS games available. And although the portable title may be a warm-up for this holiday's Wii U version... It will not be hard jumping back in for a few more practice rounds on the 3DS. Nine out of ten. Right. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that, that's it. I, I, okay, so enough enough of Ryan's nonsense. I, 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 I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna go for another half hour. And be like, yo, yo, the villager, his smash attacks are the best. And like, the villager's so OP. I can't like, play villager. So yeah, actually, so, it's okay because actually I don't like villager very much. But anyway. So. so I've gave Ryan his a lot of time to talk about Smash Bros. because it's the only time of year Ryan can talk. So it's only <laughs> it's only anything about Smash Bros. I'm like I'll just defer to him and just kind of disappear, not care. Okay. But big reason why Tony's here because me and him are playing the same game and and we both love it. That's weird. We both agree on something. How's that possible? The middle of middle of Earth, Middle Earth, <laughs> Shadow of Mordor came out. And holy crap, it might be the best game I played all year. It's up there. I'm gonna give it a top five. Uh, I was gonna I'm say, playing. I the, the the you know seeing the reviews that have come out so far, it's been shocking of how like good the reviews are and stuff. Like not that like it looked interesting and stuff, but like it just really is surprising to see like how like people are loving this game. And, like, I've the last never time... seen so many people on the same page about a game in my life. Like everyone's yeah. just like, oh yeah, it's fucking great. Like even even Last of Us, you you get a couple of outliers like, yeah, you know, it's okay and it's fine. Yeah. I can you know, and I can see their argument. Like, it's fine. But so, everyone so universally out... is just like Shadow Mordor, amazing. They're like fuck yeah. it, just throw your hands up. As I say, like I know, like it, it's gotten a lot of comparisons to to Batman. Um, and the last time I could really remember something like that is like when Arkham Asylum came out, and like yeah. everyone really loved it. And so I can kind of I can kind of see a lot of that like between the two games. So, uh, yeah, it is it is Batman esque. It is uh, it is also Assassin's Creed esque. You know, it's not the most original game. I feel like it stole very good things from very good games, which is which I, if it works, it's fine for me. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Tony? You're the guest. I'm gonna let you. You can rap about it. Let's. What? What's sticking out the most in Shadow of Mortal? Because the interesting thing about this game is that there literally is so much to talk about. Because there are so many interesting aspects about this game that actually all work, which is. I think I'm more surprised that almost everything works in this game. Tony. Yeah. Go. It's a few things. Okay. First of all, um, the reason it's like Assassin's Creed is because one of the develop, um, one of the programmers, he worked on this series, and he literally put code from Assassin's Creed 2 into this game. This is not a rumor. It's true. It happened. And they're like, hey, you know what? It works. Whatever. There's enough different things in this game that it that doesn't matter. See, it's um, funny you mentioned a rumor, because I another rumor I heard that this was a this was a template for a Batman game that never came out. Ooh, okay. That is interesting right there. And um, they literally were sitting on this weird tech, like this Nemesis system, and blah blah blah. And they were like, "Hey, let's slap our, you know, let's see if we can get the Lord of the Rings things going on." So there was a big thing with the Tolkien estate where they had to get a bunch of stuff approved, and the type of gameplay, and then they all kind of game together in this weird fantasy marriage. But uh, yeah. yeah, keep going. I just interrupt you for no reason. Go. Yeah, it's so no problem, man. So yeah, this game's been in development for a few years, and like, okay, when I first heard about it, I'm like, licensed game, whatever. You know, I, this is gonna be another one of these. I've never played a good Lord of the Rings game ever. Um, then I saw it at E3. It had a demo. This would happen at demo. They they gave us a choice of five war war chiefs, right? Like, okay, pick one. Everybody in the crowd was like. Go for that guy, and the developers were like, "He's the hardest guy here. Are you sure you want us to do that?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, just go for that guy." So we went after this dude, and the developers didn't expect this. 
we they got they got killed basically, you know, and then we saw all the guys under him become more powerful, and then he became more powerful. And I'm like, that's interesting. I've never seen that in a game before. Now I'm actually playing it hands on. And I'm gonna just go away from the mechanics of it because you're right. If you play Batman, you're gonna be right at home. It plays exactly like it. There's almost no difference whatsoever. You the even Nemesis, have a blue detective vision in your your Wraith vision, which is essentially yeah. the screen turns blue and highlights interesting stuff in the environment. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, like I said, I'm like Batman. And, <laughs> it, it works fine. Like the combat is so functional and every just it feels really visceral and it's great decapitating orcs left and right. Oh my god, yes, but, dude, it, it never gets old. But yeah, the combat itself, every single mechanic, every single one of them, the way you counter, you where you jump over, every the executions single thing is are the same buttons. <laughs> they are it's exact, exactly. It's nuts, man. But Execution yeah. and takedowns are the exact same buttons. And yeah, it's funny sh- you mentioned yeah. and it's funny you mentioned the the nemesis system because that was the most talked about feature that came from E three and even like, you know, the past uh, press events where we were like, you know, I was one of those people who was like, well, that's kind of like a neat mechanic, but I was a little apprehensive. I was like, well, you know, this will probably be interesting for the first couple of hours, and like any other new kind of cool thing that's introduced, they're not going to get it right the first time. Almost like when Assassin's Creed first came out, it's like, oh, this is a cool like proof of concept, but they didn't quite hit it. I was expecting yeah. that same reaction when I kind of got, you know, when I finally got to sit down and deal with the Nemesis system uh, firsthand. And little now it's like six hours later, and I'm like totally into this nemesis system and for for the uninitiated basically what it is in Shadow of Mordor the big uh, one of the big uh, plot points and basically the main thing that you'll be doing is disrupting this hor- this orc uh, hierarchy which basically means at the top there's just five war chiefs then there's what seven captains and captains, seven lieutenants. lieutenants jobbers and nobodies <laughs> and so the idea of what you're trying to do in the first half of the game, because once the second half of the game happens, you get this this um, this other element is introduced that just kind of mm-hmm. throws everything away, which is amazing. So basically, what you're trying to do is you're just trying to take down these war chiefs by uh, basically take what you want to do is you know work bottom top approach, where it's just like kill everyone, kill anyone who can be his potential bodyguards, and when you're ready to face that war chief, he's alone, he has no support, and you kick his ass. So. At the halfway point, without getting into any spoilers, you get this uh, this ability to brand enemies, which basically means you put your hand on their face and you basically brainwash them into fighting for you. So now you're introduced to another new set of orcs in another land. So I wasn't even expecting to go to a different map. But it's still yeah, Mordor, from, by the way. It's still Mordor. Yeah, it's still Mordor. It's just another huge section of Mordor that's broken down to like six or seven areas. That And then, you know, you get a tower, and then, you know, you could fast travel once you get every tower yes. like you did in Assassin's Creed. Like I was, in, I was laughing. I was like... Oh, okay, fine. No shit. Yeah, I have to climb a tower as as the ghost do that, and okay, I can I can fast travel. Awesome. So with the branding, so what you have to do now, your new objective is to now all the five war chiefs on top have to be people who are under your influence, and there are so many ways that you can go about it. Like, you can go the badass way and just find the war chief directly, brand him, and boom, you're done with him. Or you can do what they're kind of encouraging, what they demoed out is take a lowly orc. Orc captain, he just got his name, maybe he just killed you, and then he got a promotion for just killing you. You brand him, and then you orchestrate his ascent to the top. And by and what happens is there's this whole like uh there's this whole behavioral AI that goes into it where orcs will cause rivalries with other orcs, so you know about like, well this orc it's this orc, so they're gonna duel it out. So what you can do is go there and you know, whoever's beefing with who, you can kill the opponent and then now your orc that you've branded just bumps up another spot, and you can kind of do that. And there's so many different ways you can do it. You can help them on hunts. You can 
uh, my I'm trying to think my my favorite and one new thing that came up was uh, uh, the executions where it's like if this orc executes these innocent people he's gonna get a promotion so normally what I did in the other ver- you know in the pre half version was yeah. oh, I gotta save all these people but now since it's my orc I was like I'm just gonna let him execute him you know he can use the street cred. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it's it's this very interesting dynamic of making all these weird power plays, and now I find myself dying on purpose sometimes just to get an orc to boost up an orc high enough where I can be like, should I brand him or should I just save him for later so I can kill him and get a great rune that I can use to customize my guy? So it's that weird dynamic there that I just absolutely fell in love with, and now that like I'm I'm all about I'm I'm making Gorum Skull Collector my man. He is <laughs> I, I'm all about. <laughs> Skull collector. He is he's my boy. He's got a he's got a helmet that has a skull on it, and the, all the orcs are randomly generated. They have name. They have their own names. They have their own abilities. They have every time they get promoted, they get new armor. And if like if they run away, they get scarred. Uh, Tony, what, what what's been your most interesting kind of nemesis encounter going on here? Yeah, I should add that every single thing that's happened to George in this game has not happened to me. That's the beauty of this system. It's completely different for every player. Um, I want to talk about the war chief thing because what I did was I, I was like, let me go for a direct approach. I'm going to go to a war chief. I'm going to brand his ass. But the problem is I could never actually brand a guy. Like, the game wouldn't let me. Like, I would try to do the, the, the combat one, mm-hmm. you know, and it wouldn't let me do it. And I would just end up, like, chopping their head off. I'm like, okay, this isn't working. Let me go for the guys <laughs> under him. So I, I, I brand Tony's yeah. just like, fuck it. I can't do anything. Let me just chop his head off. So I went to the guys under him, and I branded all three of them. And I'm like, okay, maybe these guys could help me out somehow. So I'm in the battle. And he, the guy I did not want to die, he got him. I'm like, oh, god damn it, again with this shit. <laughs> then the guy under him got promoted. I'm like, oh, he's branded. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and, and the best part is this brainwashing is almost like activating a sleeper cell because one approach they say, like, listen, the war chiefs are going to be too insane to handle. So what you want to do is brand his bodyguard. So they always have two bodyguards, and he picks two random orcs on his little Ensoran's yeah. army map. So what you can do is you can brand them, and then once you're ready to fight the war chief, right in the middle of it, you go, okay, go, and then they just turn on them. And all yeah. the any surrounding uh, like lower orcs that you can kind of like the archers or I like the I like branding berserkers because they seem pretty unstoppable. Or the guys yeah. with the shields seem to do pretty well. Uh, but yeah, it's so weird. I'm just all about that, and I'm just trying to figure out what's the best power play. I'm trying to get maybe the characters with the funniest names I want on top. <laughs> and you know, there's one who sings. Like I ran across an orc who just he's like. He was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I just immediately killed him without even thinking about branding him. Because yeah. I was just like, yeah. I mean, I, I've made so many enemies in this game of orcs who just keep running away, who I can't ever catch, or orcs who just keep killing me. And then when they kill you, they get stronger and get less weak. Oh my god, yeah. And that become almost impossible to kill. And I just, I'm literally sit there. When I beheaded uh, Pumbrick, the like, skull crusher, I literally just yelled out, like, fuck! You! I got you! Ha! And his head's just flying around in the air. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. But so, that, and this is, that combat's so satisfying and just really surprised about that game. Yeah, but I really like um, the orcs uh, that slip away from me because they remember you, you know? Like one orc, I grabbed him and I threw him in a fire, right? And then I think he ended up killing me. And then when I saw him again, he's like, "Remember when you threw me in that fire, boy? I'm going to kill you for that." Or one guy really messed up; his face is all scarred and stuff. There's those little things. And again, that's all unique to every single player. And like the way you're talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know you could do all this crazy stuff." Like, you know, basically you could like take the lowliest guy. Like, okay, I like this guy because he has a cool name. I'm going to promote him all the way to war chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that, that is really cool. And here's the thing I want to say about this system. 
It's actually, and I wrote about this on one of my editorials back in, uh, um, I forgot if it was March or um, April, for Dual Shockers. Basically, I said, this mechanic seems very next-gen to me because the last-gen versions of this of this game don't have it. They, they have it, but it's very, like, limited. It's, it's a limited as to where it's, I think it's only limited to story-related moves on there. Yeah. In the first half of the game, one of the you know one of the main story quest chains is you take this one orc and move him up to a war chief. So I think what you do is you only do his battles as opposed to the other war chiefs that you're trying to manipulate on your own. So you may have to just so yeah, it looks like it's going to be very limited as far as like the branding is because I don't know if this is maybe a memory issue that maybe just the newer systems can handle all this extra thinking that your system's doing yeah. in the background. But, but it shows you what I've been saying for this gen. This gen is not really going to be about the graphics. It's going to be about the under-the-hood stuff. This is stuff the uh, the other systems can't do. This really? Is the- I'm going to call bullshit on you because okay. I remember someone here playing Infamous <laughs> yeah. and calling it the next probably gen has started. Not me, so. <laughs> yeah, again, but that wasn't because... That the next thing is starting graphics. now. It wasn't because of the graphics, though. It was all the little under-the-hood things. I'm like, okay, it's, it's starting here, isn't it? But this game, it's really like, okay, you don't see it. You just have to experience it. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, Infamous was, a, like I said, this is the first taste of it. It's not there yet. We're still not really there yet. I want to see games like, yeah, we can't even do this on last-gen, guys. The Division may be that game. We'll have to see about that. Mm. But, 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 yeah, but yeah, I, I agree where this, this feels like a next-gen game. Like, yeah, you know, it really does, yeah. Because it sounds like really complicated. It's like, yeah, this takes up so much memory. It's such a pain in the ass to do that, you know, the hardware alone is allowing them to run this mechanic because there's things going on in the background. And what I love about the Nemesis system, even if you just kind of sit around and not do anything, say you just want to do just main story quests, the arcs are still battling in the background. They're still vying for power. They they are still making moves. They come up as almost like time-sensitive things. So when you do something else, these two arcs are just dueled, maybe, you know... One, one's going to win, and one's going to get a lot more powerful. One's going to throw yeah. a feast. Like, when you die, what, one of my favorite things was when an orc killed you, you can get your revenge because he's throwing a feast celebrating that he just killed you. <laughs> That's awesome. So you can go there and poison the grog and have them turn on each other, and it, it's it's been fantastic in that regard. And I'm just like, god damn it, this game is, this game is really surprising me. And just, like I said, it was not what I expected, and it was a very pleasant surprise for this time of the year, especially towards the end of the year, and we start having like our game of the year discussion. Because to me, I was having a real hard time thinking, you know, about strong game of the year candidates. Like, I would not give it to Infamous at all. Like, Infamous is Infamous is not in my consideration. I mean, if we have a like gorgeous looking game category, yeah, Infamous is first one on that list. But as far as most fun, oh, good lord, Mordor. Yeah, it, like it's really surprising, and that's the thing. Um, do you think this game is so successful because people were just like, "This is better than I thought," or do you think any anything like that is in play here? Um, I think we, uh, I, th- I think because it's a Lord of the Rings game where you know we're, we're everyone is some sort of you know there is some famer- familiarity with the franchise that even Lord of the Rings fans have been waiting for a good Lord of the Rings game. So this yeah, game is yeah. this game's already gotten some really positive press even in the preview stage and like. At another events, people were like, "Yeah, this is a game to kind of keep keep an eye out for." But yeah, in the back of everyone's mind, I was like, "Yeah, but it is a movie franchise. You know, it is a movie licensed mm-hmm. game. Like, this could still be a fucking flaming wreck." So people have been just kind of like weary about it, just like, "Oh, you know, you know, I'll be curious about it." People were people were expecting it's probably going to be a good game, but no one's expecting it to be a great game. 
Yeah, exactly. They were not expecting that. And I want to bring that up, too, because um, I know you've read the books, too. I love all the nods, especially to the Silmarillion that are in this. Like, they have Keller Brimboard, the guy who freaking made the rings. Like, well, that's cool. You know? Well, this is, based, that's, that's, uh, this is based off the movies and the uh, Silmarillion books, since they don't yeah. have, they're not allowed to use... The licensing is very weird. The language is very weird. That they're not allowed to use anything from the actual books proper. They're allowed to use stuff from the movie. So if anything got mentioned in the movies, they were allowed gotcha. to in the games. That's yeah. what I was going to that's what I was going to ask was whether this was like um, you know, whether this was like based more on the books or the movies, but uh, I know visually it resembles the movies very much. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know if they were like adding in stuff for I know they they mentioned like some Silmarillion stuff, so I'm assuming that they're adding in a little bit of extra. Yeah, but then again, I mean the movies, especially the extended ones, they got deep into some of this stuff. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's why they yeah. have I didn't so, know about that. That's weird that they can't like just flat. Yeah, the, the Tolkien estate is 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 funny that way, but uh, yeah, so it's like kind of so it's like kind of in between Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, right? Like yeah, it is chrono- mm. like chronology wise. Okay, yeah. and then yeah, and yeah, as I say, so Tony, that's actually what I was gonna ask you about was like you know how I know you're big on the book, so I was like you know gonna see how how you've been enjoying it so far and like you know uh, referencing the the movies and like on the the lore and all that. So yeah, what's the? I mean, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so the fan servicey stuff really doesn't. I don't really care. So say someone like you who's really into the lore and the fiction, do all the subtle fan service stuff. Like when you saw Gollum, did that really did that tickle anything in your head? Like, to me, oh, it was awesome. the little things. It was the little things like, oh my god, they're actually showing the nice part of Mordor because in the movies you just see that bull, you know the, the crazy fucked up version, but mm-hmm. there is an actual nice part of Mordor where that's people you know, live. Where they, <laughs> yeah, where people live and they get to grow crops for all this stuff. Like, and they also mention um, the outcast of Gondor. Basically, they mention all that stuff. That's actually a big part of the story here. So yeah, I mean, they don't go too heavy on it because this is still, like, if you don't know anything about Lord of the Rings, never even see the movies, you jump into this and be fine. But yeah. for, for us, you know, whoever's read the books, it's like, yeah, that's kind of neat. But even that stuff isn't that heavy, you know? Like, yeah. they, they still explain it within the context of the actual game itself. Yeah. I'm liking the uh, Caller Brim War stuff more than yeah. I am the Italian story because Italian is just, you killed my family, I'm going to kill all these assholes. Yeah, t- yeah. He's kind generic of, video game origin number 5003. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of one note in that regard, but I love Caliber Moore's, like, because you start, he has no memory, but if you have any vague interest in Lord of the Rings, you immediately know who that fucking guy is, and you're like, yeah. I'm like that's, the, that's the guy who made the Rings of Power. He's a goat. What the fuck happened? And, then, and, you start, and you start getting little fragments of his memory come back, and like that, but I think that, those portions of the game is really cool and like really interesting, and I was like, it kind of made me want to read the books, but then also not, because I have a real issue reading those books, they're super boring, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's they're they're hard reads, man. Because uh, Tolkien, he loves to just expand. Like I remember, I forgot which Lord of the Rings book, but there's literally an entire chapter on just the lay of the land. The grass looks like this, the trees look like that, like all this stuff. I'm like, oh god. So yeah, none of that in this, obviously. Yeah, um, like, I didn't sign up for this nonsense. You know, even the side quest. I, did you do the hunting stuff, by the way? I don't know if you uh, got to. The um, the hunting, as in like uh, with the, the, the dwarf guy, with the yeah. dwarf guy. Yeah, I just started one. Those those seem pretty fun. Yeah, like basically that was. Uh, I mean, it ties into the main story eventually. But I just like how like let's just go off the beaten path. And I want to mention this during those parts specifically. Okay, um, how do I put this? Because we all know uh, the last game I played was Destiny. That story was very self-important. I like that this had fun in it. You know, it's like you know all this heavy shit is going, but there's still some levity to it. That was nice, and and again, it was just nice to play a game with an actual story. Well, Sorry. Oh yeah, I mean, we 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 should probably have a separate podcast about like everything that's wrong with Destiny at this moment. Yeah, but, but like, that's uh, a whole other podcast. But yeah, I, yeah, I really but like. like what I told you when we went to uh, that going away party, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got the twenty. I tried it. 
I looted for, I grinded for some gear, and like I don't just fucking care anymore. Like there's nothing pulling me back outside of that grind. And I was like, you know, what? I'm so over this grind. So Shadow of Mordor was like such a relief from that fucking game. It was yeah, it's like you know, it is yeah. it is kind of it is I think coming at a really good time. You know that mm-hmm. um, you know it's coming after like it's coming a couple weeks after the Destiny hype. And at this point, you know, I guess you guys are examples of this where the people that are kind of like, okay, I'm kind of done with Destiny. You know, like I've kind of gone through all the content. And, uh, but it's also coming before a lot of the big releases coming out, because, you know, the next couple weeks we've got, like, crazy amounts of stuff coming out. So Alien like, Isolation good, like, comes out next week, man. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, so I think that's why I'm playing that game so hard right now, is just to get it mm-hmm. out of, off my plate, because I want to finish it. I want to brand as many orcs as fucking possible. I want to control all the orcs. It's just that, that's what I want in my life. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you you mentioned at the time that timing is just perfect. Like I said, everyone's burnt out from Destiny and wants to play a good game now. So yeah, let's do yeah. Lower like so. I wasn't completely burnt out. Like I said, I'm having so much fun playing with my friends. But I needed an excuse to stop playing Destiny because the game has just taken over my life. So it was good. <laughs> like just like Tony, stop that. And now I could actually get to other things. There's Comic Con coming. You know, I, I need to focus on that right now. So yeah, I'm playing through Shadow Mortar. I'm not doing too much of the side stuff, but. I do get distracted. It's like, wait, that guy killed me. I want my revenge on him. But now it's different. I'm like, I want to brand that asshole. I'm going to make him work for me. You know? <laughs> yeah, the, the, fun, the best part is branding someone and then grabbing them again to to interrogate them because it's like, I didn't humiliate <laughs> you enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so I, Shadow Mordor, I think we can universally say great game. You should, yes, you should, you great should game. Play it, play yeah. it on a next-gen system or a PC. Do not get the last-gen because... We don't really know what it's going to be like because features are not going to be in it. Might be in it. Don't know. But just, yeah, I would avoid it. Just do do next-gen or PC. So, yes. Uh, yep. So good. Uh, let's run through some reviews real quick. Sherlock Holmes, Crimes and Punishments. Thomas Salute got to check it out. He liked it. Apparently, it was a... It, I, I've never played a good Sherlock Holmes game before, and I saw this at previous events, and I was just like... I just kind of shrugged my shoulders at it, and it turns out, aside from some clunky controls, there's a very strong Sherlock Holmes game present in Crimes and Punishment. Those who can look past the issues will find an enjoyable deduction-based gameplay. But other, but for others, the problems might outweigh the strength. So, like you said, it's a. What I like about it is Yuki. He he dresses up so Sherlock Holmes with other disguises to like talk to people and it's it's very I would put that closer to Heavy Rain than I would say D4 was it could, and also D4 was a wait person, so. why does he have to dress up because he has to investigate he's, he's he's Sherlock Holmes he's sleuthing he has to talk but to he's to that, yeah but you know the no no, like, no no classic Sherlock Holmes dresses up and puts disguises on and he infiltrates like the underworld as like other characters he needs oh, to okay. talk to sailors and dress up as sailors oh my god Tony, you were deprived. Stop reading yeah, Lord that, of the Rings. Yeah. And read yeah, I've read Lord of the Rings, never read it of Sherlock Holmes, so I have no idea. I'm like, I just thought, like, ah, oh, Moriarty, I will kill you. You know, the, I, like, I don't know anything about Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, we did our uh, Smash Brothers, and we won't talk about that, Ryan, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Dan, okay. Dan Central Spotlight. I, I reviewed it. I actually really liked it. It's super fun. Uh, I just want to say what my headline was for the review. Uh, Dan yeah, Central nice. Spotlight twerking on a budget, because the game is only $10, comes with 10 songs, and then there are 50 other songs that you could buy for like 2 bucks each, or you can buy in packages that are like 9 or $10, and it's basically, I, it's it's a great platform that they should have used back when Rock Band came out. Just let me sell you this really cheap version of a game, and then just buy whatever songs you like, because you're eventually going to spend 40 or 50 bucks on it anyway. So, now, and, 
Mm-hmm. Question, George, for this: uh, Does this does this support like uh, previous uh, Dance Central DLC, like songs you purchased or anything like that, or is it only for like Spotlight songs? Like I think like, it's only for I believe it's only for Spotlight songs. I didn't see any option to import a library. I mean, I may be wrong, and it may be something. Maybe yeah, I was just saying, like I didn't know if that. I was saying that that would be as like you said, like a, as a platform and mm-hmm. kind of like what Rock Band ended up doing, you know, with being able to import. So it would be great if you could do that, just because it's like you know, because mm-hmm. like oh hey, for ten bucks I can get this new Dance Central yeah. game. I can already use you know or, or ads so. Or do what they do like say like the karaoke channel where it's like hey it's yeah. pay twenty bucks and you can have all the songs for a day. So, because yeah. I mean, that's like, cause let's be honest, you only really, you only really play dancing games when people are all over. You have some people, you're having drinks, and you just want to look right. like assholes. It would be great if I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll pay thirty bucks if you give me all the songs for twenty four hours, so we can just yeah. kind of rock out and yeah. So yeah, I give that one. Uh, I believe I give it an eight. Uh, yeah, very fun game. It they know how to use the connect because it's you know. Harmonics just kind of generalizes your moves instead of it being like super accurate. It's just like, hey, if this dancer needs to arm up, as long as he arms up, we'll, we'll count it most of it. So it's really cool. generous in that way. And the coolest feature is that if you're stuck on a move at any moment, you could be like, hey DJ, let's practice that, and it'll stop the song, and you can just practice that one move until you nail it, and then they'll throw you back in the song, and it'll be like, all right, five, six, seven, eight, go. So that that's really good. Like I. I, like I said, as a platform, that's gonna that's gonna do well because they're gonna re- they're releasing songs every week, and before you know it, by the end of the year, you'll probably have like 200 songs. Uh, oh yes, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax stuff stuff. <laughs> I was a little apprehensive when people were just it's a Persona fighting game. I'm like, why do we need a fighting game as Persona? Persona was great as an RPG. Let's leave it alone. Uh, Fabian fucking loved it. He gave it a nine. Let's see what his thoughts. All around, what can I say about this title? It's everything you need in a fighting game. Great fighting with some pretty deep mechanics. A great story mode with high quality character art and plot lines. Great writing with parts of the game that leave you scratching your head. Pretty good net code that kept me from entering laggy matches. As a fighting game, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax does well for itself and deserves the title of Ultimax game in the franchise. So yeah, if you like 2D fighters and Persona and and like anime, the sure. I'm, I'm sure she'll be fine. I, I, Fabian, you know, I, I leave Fabian is like our resident anime guy, so if he says yeah. something anime related is good, I can't debate him on it unless it's DBZ or like a terrible anime that I know. Like, you know, I, I only know like a couple of animes, hand, like just front to back, from like I can be a definitive expert on it. So yeah, I kind of want to play that DBZ game. Yeah, right shout out to Fabian by the way. When I went to a Namco event, it was him and Kevin there. I was playing uh, the Naruto game. I'm like, this is terrible. Play this for me. This <laughs> plays. So I can't. I cannot stand anime it's, games. It, it's funny because there's some people who look at that and be like, oh, I've not no part of this. And then people are like, get the fuck out of my way. I cannot wait to play this. Like, yeah, he was like, yeah, because he was behind me. He he had next. I'm like, you want to just play it? I'll just base my thoughts on what you're playing because I don't know what the hell's going on. There's like like so many things going on. I no idea. Same thing with Dragon Ball Z. I can't can't stand any of or, those games. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, I'm like, I have no interest to play it. I hear it's okay. I'm like, great. Uh, who reviewed it? Uh, Kevin Sanchez reviewed it. He said that, uh, honestly, if you're a Zelda fan, I wouldn't recommend you skipping out on this title due to your share amount of modes and content squeezed in. Okay. I remember, Ryan, remember that Nintendo event we went to? Like, it was so hard when they asked me, what do you think of the game? It was nice. I'm like, it's yeah. Dynasty Warriors, dude. Sorry, all I, uh, sorry, all I remember was uh, playing lots of Smash Brothers <laughs> in that event. So, uh, that's all I... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was another one. It's like, how did you like Smash Brothers? It was good. I can't stand Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Oh, oh, just... wait, Tony. No, I'm sorry. I have to leave this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I 
said that, I, I have to leave. I, I just realized that I, I shit it on every single game we've mentioned except for Shadow of Mordor. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like that game either. <laughs> a game you possibly would not shit on, Forza, Hori- Forza Horizon 2 Forza. on the Xbox One. Uh, Giuseppe gave it a 8.5. Apparently, he really loved it. He said... He's a card nut. What do you expect? He says, Perfect- <laughs> he said, perfection is not of this world, but fun is, and Forza Horizon 2 comes with that in spades. It also delivers a wealth of content, large open world, variety activities to ensure racing individuals will have a lot to enjoy for a long time. So yeah, Forza Horizon 2 on the Xbox One, and then it drove all the Drive Club and Project Cars people crazy, because it's like, that's bullshit, how can this game be better than blah, blah, blah? I'm like, well, the other game's not out, so we have nothing compared to, so just chill out, it's good. If, if all the racing games that come out in the next couple of weeks are all great, that's good. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so yeah, um, our editor need yeah. to settle down. <laughs> our, our editor-in-chief reviewed that game. He gave it like a 90 or something, like really high. He really liked it too, and he's not even, even into racing games like that, but he thought it was really good. Uh, the way he described it, it sounded like um, Burnout um, Paradise, which I actually liked. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't, like a big open-world racing game. You you know, you know, jump in and out of online and stuff. That sounds cool, you know? Yeah. And he says the the way the Javatars are implemented actually make a lot more sense than how they were in like Forza Motorsports 5, where... You know, most people's driver tars were, I'm just going to crash into stuff. And I'm like, this is ruining the race for everyone. So this makes a little bit more sense on, you know, an open world, you know, an open world way where it's like, yeah, you know, some people just don't like to drive on the road. That's kind of their deal. That's fine. It's an open world. I, I'm, we're not going to hold that against you. But, uh, but yeah, driver tars. The cloud, Tony. Yeah, the cloud. What is the cloud? No one knows what the cloud is. It's mysterious. Yeah, then we spent like 20 minutes talking about the cloud when I was on your podcast. We, we were just trying to discover what the secret of the cloud is. We, don't, we still, we didn't figure it out, man. We didn't yeah. figure it out. And uh, my review for D4, Dark Dreams Don't Die, went up. And I really like that game. It is it is Swery 65, just, just going really hard with the weird, which I always appreciate because there seems something very honest and genuine about how weird that game is. It wasn't, seen, it wasn't like he was trying to be weird. He was just like, oh, you mean people from Boston aren't like that? They just don't talk about clam chowder all day? And it's like, no, that's, that's not what they do. No, why would you... It, it's... It, it is super great. Uh, let's see. D4 is a great frame, but those who want something a little bit different and quirky to play. It's grand with content and has a shockingly engaging tale to tell. It's a very rare that you find a game that this that is this self-aware about how ludicrous the situations you are in. Like I said, and within five minutes of the game, you are fighting a lady who thinks she's a cat. There you go, man. I should say this game confused me when I heard it announced because it was like D4. I'm like... What happened to D three? If you guys remember old, you know, old games, they had D and D two. D two. Um, yeah, D two and then D three. I'm like, what's going on here? Then I saw this. I'm like, this game has nothing to do with the D franchise. I'm like, okay. It just kind of took the name, which is, I'm like, all right, fine. Right, you want to play that game? We'll play that game. Uh, but yeah, D four, really good game. I I was really I was really impressed by it, considering that the game just kind of was released without telling anyone. It was that yeah. Thursday night. That Thursday night, we got a press release saying, hey, by the way, D4 comes out tomorrow. I'm like, a fucking Friday release? What's wrong with these people? <laughs> yeah, it's weird, it yeah. It literally just Microsoft saying, oh, yeah, oh, fuck, we forgot about this game. What do we do? Oh, just go, go. It's supposed to come out last week. Just send it out. And I think that's what happened, honestly. Uh, and uh, apparently hasn't sold that many copies. because if you go by the leaderboards, there's only 10,000 people who've registered, like, on the leaderboard. So that game should... Uh, I think that game's going to do a lot better now that word of mouth is like, hey, it works, because it's a game that actually pays better with Connect than the controller. Yeah, it's very rare that that happens. So, and also the the commands they make like like one of the things you, your guy has a tequila habit. So when you're in your apartment, you can just take a shot of tequila by going up, and it's slamming that fucker down. 
and you're just up and down, and it's great. And you can so he's through. not an alcoholic; he's just a tequila addict. It's yeah, specifically yeah. and tequila. he has a sweet tooth because he get, he he chews gum and stuff, and that's how he fixes a leak on an airplane. He just puts his gum on it, and 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 then you can dust your room, and it it keeps track of like the dumbest stats, like how many calories you consume, because as you do stuff, your stamina goes down, and you have to eat. So it's like you ate three thousand calories in this place. I'm like. This game is so fucking weird, and I love it. And yeah, so if you have an Xbox One, definitely check out uh, D4. Uh, I think that covers all the reviews. Let's briefly run through some new stuff because you know what we are. We've been talking about Shadow of Mordor, and the and as we talk, and the longer we talk about, it, the more I actually want to play it and ditch you losers. So let's run through this real quick. Hold on, before you get to the news, you forgot about the most important thing that was posted on DualShockers this week. You having you know yourself in FIFA. That was the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah, that's right. A uh, new video feature that we're doing. It's called Joysticking with George, where I play video games and just for whatever reason. And, it, and it's basically, also, it is not a porno, by the way. Just, that name is a little bit of a also, uh, You can also uh, Look, check Alliteration and titles are really catchy, all right? George's uh, moonlighting career as a uh, soccer superstar in the you know in the world of soccer. So that's oh, a, oh, all right. All right. If we could just take yeah. a minute to talk about Joysticking with George, the newest feature on DualShockers.com, where I, George, <laughs> a staff writer of DualShockers.com, <laughs> Just try out different games for you guys and, you know, just take you on a journey for about 20 minutes to half hour into this week was I, I, I brought you into the world of soccer, or in the rest of the world, calls it football. And I took my own character career mode and I just fucking decimated the DC United. I scored, what, what was it, Did I, I got the hat trick that game, I believe. Yeah, I scored three goals. It was a 5-0 defeat. Like, it was a trouncing. We fucking murdered them. And it was great. It was a good way because uh, I wanted people to kind of see a game of FIFA run by this career mode because I love those kind of cool like RPG-ish type career modes like in like MLB The Show where you can play as yourself and just only do your at-bats. So when you do the career mode, you just play your own character. So I decided to be a center and just be amazing. And I yeah, I my face is very in there because I did. Yes. Uh, EA has this thing that works in all their sports games where it's called the player face where you go to their website and you take a front picture and a profile picture, you upload it, and then depending on what game it is, they make you make some tweaks and put like, all right, where does, where does your nose begin? I'm like, obviously it's here. It's enormous. Let's put it here. And then when your lips are, because what happens is in the game, your character will emote, and then like he frowns, he yells, and it's great because FIFA has a lot of that, they call it emotion intelligence, where basically it's them reacting to how the game's going. So if you're playing really bad, a lot of the cuts, every time they cut to your player, he's kind of like, man, I'm doing really bad. Or... You bump into other players and be like, rah, 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 and then the crowd's into it. So, yeah, it, 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 it's more for the immersion where it's just like, oh, man, you know, just add something to it. Like, if you're really beating someone, the crowd's happy, and you're happy, and everyone loves you. Uh, but, yeah, Joyce, I'm going to do Shadow of Mordor where I take Mr. Gorum, Skull Collector, from the bottom to the top, Tony. Nice. You will see That's the rise of my favorite orc and yours after this video. So, yeah, Joystick with George, we're going to do more of these. I'm going to do a lot of little, uh, smaller games also, like, you know, 10 minutes of an indie game, that, that kind of stuff. Also, for October, I think I'm just going to do as many horror games as I can find. Don't even matter when they came out. I would definitely get an Alien Isolation in there. But I yes. will do, like, other ones, maybe if I can figure out how. I'll probably do some Silent Hill 2, uh, some PT. I think PT probably another really good one. Outlast. Outlast. Oh, fuck, I don't, do not want to play Outlast. Outlast is so <laughs> balls. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, but yeah, let's do news real quick since Tony made me talk about myself. <laughs> hey, man, you, you I love talking about myself. Come on. <laughs> uh, Dragon Age got a couple of videos. 
has a very in-depth character custom uh, creator custom editor thing. I give me the game, give me the game. Yeah, <laughs> I was like. This is one moment where I wish the Connect did something in that regard, where it's like, wouldn't it be great if I just put my face there, and all of a sudden, I'm in fucking Dragon Age. I don't have to, like, make, take all these sliders and make, like, a really ghoulish-looking guy with a beard. But, yeah, it's really in-depth. Like, I kind of want to make a Kunari, because those look fucking awesome. Yes. Their horns are badass. And it's the same setup as, like, Origin. So you have a race, and then you kind of have their little backstory, and then what kind of class you want for them. And, yeah, it looks really good. And then there was another video showing off the crafting system, which said you could just make gear, which is fucking A. I was like, all right. Uh, I, I cannot wait for that game to come out. I was bummed out that it got delayed, but also relieved, because it's like, you know what, if you need a couple of weeks to work at the kinks, just do that, because a bad game will always be bad, but if you want to delay it, just fine. If you need to delay it to make it a great game, then do that. I will not be mad at you. Bioware still has enough of my trust that they can. I, I will believe them on that. Uh, but yeah, Dragon Age looks good. Uh, this is about 2K... Uh, 2K, NBA 2K15, don't really care about that because that's... That one has facial recognition thing, doesn't it? Like you can scan your face in or something? Maybe, I don't know. If, yeah, if, it, is, yeah. I will, if, if it is, it'll be played. Just, okay. so, it'll be played. Uh, Kevin Smith will be in Lego Batman 3. Yeah. Beyond Gotham. Yeah. Wait, what happened, Ryan? Uh, no, I was just saying, no, it'll be impressive to see George go from, like, you know, soccer to basketball to, like, you know, just going through all the sports, you know, just uh, in, in, like, a week, you know? Listen, yeah. George so. Cobra Jimenez is a multi-sport <laughs> demigod, all right? He, he just can't stop from being number one in he's like the, every he's statistical like, category in every fucking game. <laughs> he's like the Michael Jordan of, uh, you know, video game sports? No, he's the Bo Jackson. <laughs> Of video game sports. Yeah, I was about okay. to say, because Michael Jordan is really good at basketball, and he really sucked at baseball, so, yeah, George is good at everything. He's yeah. amazing yeah. at everything. Yeah. Thank you. I see. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound so convinced, Ryan. You, you, what, what, what do you be a jerk for? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awful. We need, we need time to come back more often. Yeah. Uh, this is my uh, life, people. This is what I do. I need real shit. Yeah, uh, Kevin Smith will be in uh, Lego Batman. That seems kind of cool. He's a big Batman fan, and he'll probably be like a secret character or something. He looks kind of ridiculous, which is kind of great. I think, I, love... I think I did see a funny comment. It might have been Al that said that his uh, his Lego character needs to gain more weight to be more accurate, but, you know, it's still it's still pretty cool <laughs> that they put him in there. So I, I, that's yeah. Cool. Like, well, no, I was going to say, I was gonna say it's like, is it like a really, really fat like Lego piece or something? <laughs> oh, it's like a youngish Kevin Smith. It's a flattering Kevin Smith. Yeah, it's okay. very flattering. Clerks, it's Clerks era. <laughs> yeah. Clerks era. Hey, you know what, Ryan? I don't even think that... I think that is most of the news. I think I actually... But nothing I actually, happened, dude. Nothing, nothing happened. Nothing really happened this week. There, uh, there was more Assassin's Creed uh, Unity footage that came out, which shows the character customization, where it's like, hey, you can put all this bunch of crap on your Assassin. Like, about damn time. Uh, I'm still a little bit worried about that game. I mean, I was a big fan of 4, Black Flag... And Unity will not have pirate ships, so I may be more into Rogue that will have pirate ships and see how that works out. But it's also a, it's also a last gen game, and I don't even touch that stuff. That stuff is gross. ew ew. Maybe I'll get it on PC and maybe it'll look better that way. But uh, but yeah, uh, there was more Bloodborne footage that came out. Looks fucking amazing. I uh, cannot. Next year is going to be a good year for that. Uh, yeah, is, oh, like, Blood, Bloodborne does look really great, and I actually I went out and got uh, Demon Souls for PS3. Because I apparently want to punish myself. Uh, oh my I really god! Hate my life. Oh. Like, 
I think everyone, I have, uh, everyone deserves I have, to play Demon Souls. Just, yeah, I have I have Demon Souls. I also have uh, Dark Souls on 360 when it was on Games of Gold. Then I'll probably try and play through Dark Souls. Once I get through those, then I'll I'll go through Dark Souls too. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm I really want to punish myself for the next like couple weeks. So. Demon Souls. Oh my God. Yeah, I played that game for about six hours, and it's like. Why am I doing this to myself? I don't hate myself nearly enough to play this game. The way I see it, I paid my dues. I used to play these ridiculously hard games when I was a kid. I don't need to do that anymore. Not voluntarily. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. Not happening. No. All right. And, uh, and I guess the last big news is uh, New York City Comic Con is next week. We're all going to be there. What are, what, are you, awesome. what are you guys looking forward to, to that show? Um, see what Comic Con, it's always like, hey, let's go and let's see what happens, you know, because here's the thing all the cool movie stuff isn't happening because that already happened at SDCC. This one is more about the TV shows. Um, TV and video game stuff gets pushed this way because of the holiday releases. So, yeah, exactly. you know, their Batman panel is always really good. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what their Arkham Knight panel is going to be like. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably see some closer next gen stuff coming out. Like, you know, I'm fairly certain we will see uh, maybe, maybe a Call of Duty will be there. I don't know. Activision, Activision didn't have a presence last year, but Nintendo will, so they'll probably have some Smash Brothers there. I'd hope. Ryan's oh. gonna be there destroying everyone again. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, you're gonna have to move along. You can't just beat nine-year-olds as they like Zelda. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if they don't, if they don't have Smash Brothers, I'll bring Smash Brothers. So it's yeah, it'll, it'll work. So, but um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Comic Con. This is my second uh, second Comic Con, so I'm really looking forward to going. Yeah, this is yeah. like my third or fourth, and they're always super fun. I always have more fun at Comic Con at like the after parties because they're always just weird costumed affairs, and it's just like yes. And they, it gets weird, and we went to a couple of weird uh, Comic Con parties last year, Tony. So that was that was something. This yeah, is before you. Supporting, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, that, that was before you joined up. But yeah, there was. I've got videos on my phone of, of a Spider Man twerking and a Nick Fury dancing with a Red Lantern with my brother, and I'm just like, what is happening here? This is, yeah, Comic Con. That's that's gonna be weird. But yeah, keep an eye out for our footage over that weekend because uh, yeah, there, there will be video games there. I mean, not. Oh, yeah. Last year didn't have that many games. Uh, this year there'll probably be a little bit more. Hopefully there'll be some booth space and hopefully a lot of Batman talk because that that'll be what that'll really be what kind of gets me going is anything Batman related. Dude, oh my god! And then after playing Lord of the Rings, I'm like, I really want to play Batman now. Like, here, <laughs> give me Batman right now. This is awesome. But yeah, Comic Con. I mean, obviously the main thing for me is I just want to hang out with all my friends and stuff. Cause you know you only see people maybe once a year and stuff Aww. at Comic Con. Hey, it's my Comic Con buddy. What's up? Hey man, I'm being honest. Um, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. And then the after parties are gonna be ridiculous as always. And I will try not to go to Artist Alley until the final day because what happens at Artist Alley is I blow all my money. I like it's yeah, all. That's a good move. Yeah, that's smart move. That's a very smart move. And uh, you know what? I think that's it. Uh, Tony, what you been playing? Uh, oh, wait, wait. Uh, sorry, hold on. What? Rewind. One really, really, one really quick uh, plug before we start. Uh, it is Smash Brothers related, but it will be quick. Uh, yes. So, our, uh, so for those that <laughs> for those that happen to be uh, in the New York City area, or New York area, or New Jersey area, or somewhere near New York. Um, there are going to be uh, some upcoming events at Nintendo World uh, over the weekend for the Smash Brothers launch. Uh, so tomorrow night, there's going to be a uh, they're going to be selling the Super Smash Brothers for 3DS early. Uh, so if you can get there around like eight o'clock, uh, uh, actually Alyssa James, our reviews editor, and I will be going. <laughs> George, stop it. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, Alyssa James and I, or Alyssa, our reviews editor, and I will be there, uh, just joining and hanging out uh, at the launch party tomorrow night. So it'll start at around I think eight o'clock. Uh, so if you can get to Nintendo World, New York City at eight o'clock, then you can beat us, play some Smash Brothers. It'll be fun. 
Uh, and then also Saturday at Nintendo World, they're kicking off a uh, tournament uh, that's going to be a countrywide tournament, and then the finals will be on October 11th. So, yeah, I, I won't be there on Saturday, but Alyssa will be there. So We'll be, uh, we'll be just... sponsoring Ryan as his rise to the top. <laughs> yes. Competitive brackets of uh, Smash Brothers happens. Yeah. Uh, anyway, before I was rudely before I was really interrupted with Smash Brothers <laughs> nonsense, Tony <laughs> Polanco from the Coalition. What what have you been playing? Uh, rewind like fifty minutes. That's what I've been playing. Shadow of Mordor. There's nothing else in my life right now, man. Just nothing Shadow else matters. Mordor. Nothing else matters. Just give me Shadow of Mordor. That's all I'm playing. Nothing else. Have you stuck in some Destiny or no? No, nah, no, no time for that, man. No Go time ahead. for that. <laughs> the thing is, I, like, I want to get the review out before Comic Con because after Comic Con, I'm not writing shit. So I want to get that review. I actually wrote a first impression just to get something out there, mm-hmm. which was accompanied by a video I did. If you see the video, you see just how random this game is. Like, I'm trying to go after a captain, and these like um the big monsters. I forgot their name. I'm like, I'm trying to kill this guy. What are you doing? And then they start eating. I'm like, okay, you know what? Go ahead. You eat. Yeah, that I had that happen too, and I was just like, oh, I'm so fucked, and I'm being surrounded. And I thought they were like, I thought they were on the same team because. I don't know, orcs and monsters, but apparently they're not. They all started killing each other, so I just kind of like, oh, yes, they've all, <laughs> my master yeah. plan. Yeah, that, that's all I've been playing. So, yeah, I want to get that out of the way for the review, and then um, I'm expecting to get Alien Isolation for review, so that's the next game I'm going to be playing. Look, really looking forward to that. I really was impressed with what I saw at E3 or played at E3. In a room with 20 people, I was scared shitless, Yeah, man. I mean, that's another game that's going to have a kind of a new mechanic where it's mm-hmm. just like, there's this persistent thing chasing you, so that's gonna be another game where, like, hey, not your experiences may vary, but also that could also mean the AI is gonna be super fucked and not know what to do, and it's basically the most boring game ever because the alien yeah. is on a wall. So I'm kind of curious to see how that's gonna work out because I mean it looks great, but yeah, I mean if if Shadow of Mordor has taught us anything, it's just like let's keep an open mind when it comes to weird games because yeah. Because I, I feel like I'm coming off a good, weird game high from, like, D4, and then I'm like, all right, I'll do some fucking dance intro. Oh, man, this game works, too. Like, this is so weird. Uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, Ryan, what, yeah. what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Uh, what do you think I've been doing, George? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, I have been playing a lot of Smash Brothers, uh, and this is where George leaves the podcast. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a lot of Smash Brothers, but other than Smash Brothers, because uh, I talked enough about that, but let me just say Smash Brothers one more time just to get George really mad. So it means nothing to me. <laughs> uh, so aside from that, I actually, I, uh, I got a couple, uh, I had some like, uh, you know, like uh, used game coupons and stuff like that, so I bought uh, South Park Stick of Truth for a 360 and started that up, and uh, I've been really enjoying enjoying that so far. It's been a lot of fun. Like, aside from just, like, it has, like, has some kind of goofy RPG mechanics, but I like the humor a lot, too. Like, it is really funny when Carmen mm-hmm. just calls me a douchebag all the time in the game. That's great. Uh, even though I did not play as the Duke class, unfortunately. I'm, I'm a thief in the game, because I want to try something different, so. Um, I so was yeah, going to make game. a really racist joke, but I'll, I'm not going to do it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, that's been pretty much it for me, so... Uh, I've also been playing Shadow of Mordor. Uh, I just got my review copy of Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition for the Xbox nice. One. So I'm, I actually was a big Sleeping Dogs fan, so I kind of... Nice. You know, I, I'm looking forward to sinking my teeth into that one. That yeah, I have... Covered in orc blood, but yeah. I have the, uh, I have the original sitting on my Xbox. I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten into it yet, it's, but it's, uh, it's, it's really fun, so... It, it's a great kind of... It's a great open-world game in the vein that's like, oh, you know, Saints Row was a really good complement to, like, a GTA, where it's just, like... Yeah. It's just kind of out there, and I was like, oh, this game kind of works, and it's got, like, you know... That's another game that had Batman-style combat, so... It, it, Give me more Batman style combat. I'm totally okay with that. that. I, yeah. I am absolutely down with that. And it was a, and it was an already gorgeous game anyway. So I got it on the PC. So I'm kind of curious to see what the next gen bump is going to be like with the uh, high res textures. 
And uh, that'll be it, ladies and gentlemen. But before we go, as become new tradition on the George Regime podcast that officially has sold out, I want to talk to you, Tony. You're 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 back. You don't you don't know this. Are you in the market for really cool video game T-shirts? Uh, oh God. I yes. guess I am. <laughs> yes, you are. I do. <laughs> you were, I, I, we, were, we were out the other night, and you were asking me, he goes, hey, George, where can I get an amazing Joel smuggling service from The Last of Us? And I said, look no further, Tony. Duh. Uh, our, our DualShockers Tea Republic store, straight from our website, DualShockers.com, where you can pick up an awesome Joel smuggling service shirt for, like, 20 bucks, including plus shipping. Or The Hunger Game featuring Mr. Pac-Man. See, that's pretty cute. Or, 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 a Yoshi eating a, what Pokemon is this? Is this Togepi? No, it's size and fit info. <laughs> oh, you dope, this one. It's a, that's Togepi, right? What is that, that guy's name? I don't, I don't play Pokemon. That's, I have that's no Togepi, idea. yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's a Togepi. Pokemon, it's a Pokemon, and then the Yoshi's eating him, then crapping out an egg. That's that's kind of adorable, and you can get him, and look, look at the colors, Tony. Look, look, look at that. I, I know you're a big off-white guy. Look, they've got off-white. How crazy is that? And in a variety of sizes. I know you've been losing weight, so Tony, you might just be a medium now. Look, they've got mediums. They've got mediums. How crazy is that? Can I say something about this place, by the way? Because I ordered my DualShocker shirt, and not only did they send me the wrong shirt, they sent the wrong size. So if you order from these guys, just be wary. That's all I'm saying. You just got to be real. You know? That is that's not how a commercial is supposed to work. Sorry. Sorry. I appreciate, I'm not, I'm not I appreciate the honesty and the candor, but... get. <laughs> No, that's you don't see anyone in the commercial drinking a Coke and be like, ah. Have you never, like sugar, have you yeah. never listened to the Howard Stern show? It's like, what is this? Eh, I guess it's good. Whatever. <laughs> Tony's Tony's drinking Coke, and you know, for a great time, drink Pepsi. Like you yeah, know, it's like uh, or Coke. That, that, that would that would be me, by the way, because Coke sucks. Give me Pepsi, please. So you clearly don't know what commercial is then. Yeah, but you're doing it like I'm just a guest. I'm saying whatever I want, and these guys fucked up my order. Just saying. That's fine. I'm pretty sure it was human error on your part, because when I ordered my awesome blue shell shirt, it came in promptly in the right size and the right color. And then also, if you buy any shirts from us, especially if you're going to Comic-Con, maybe good to stock them, some like cool nerdy shit, and anything you buy helps us out. As a website, it gets me chalk. It can, I can afford chalk to draw my chalkboard. And, you know, don't forget. Gorum the Skull Collector for Warchief. And that'll be the end of our show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Mr. Tony Polanco from the Coalition. Thank you for coming back and showing the world out that you're not a villain. You, you, you're no. just a man like everyone else. Who just wants Listen, love I, I, and attention <laughs> and... And hugs and beer. You 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 were a human. You were a man with emotions. Uh, and and thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. And George, just how you this is how you know I love you, man. I stopped playing Shadow Mordor just for you. I could have said fuck that guy. I, I'm no, I'm not doing. It. I'm playing Shadow Mordor. Nope, I came out just for you, man. So thank you for having me on. Fucking blast. Anytime. And as always, my 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 loyal manservant sidekick. <laughs> You took him from me. He was my man, sir. <laughs> it's a Ryan Meisler. If you, if you see any cool videos on the site, that's because he edits and does all that cool video nonsense that I'm just too dumb to work hey, out. Hey, 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 look, Tony, George, I, I've got... There's, 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 more, there's more than enough uh, love here to go around for both of you. Just, just FYI, so... All right, all right, good. Yeah, because remember E3, man? Me and you were bunk buddies, man. I remember those nights. 
Yeah, and that's gonna, that, that's gonna be that's a different show. Uh, and that'd be it. I was your host, George Jimenez from Dual Shockers. Make sure to check out the site, buy a T-shirt, read our reviews, do all that cool stuff. Watch Joysticking with George. There'll be another cool episode coming up soon. Cause you know, I, I like talking into the void. It's great. Cause it's just, I'm just really just talking to myself. It's it's kind of sad when you think about it and depressing. And we're gonna end on that note. So goodbye, peace, love, and soul. Later, people. Bye. Bye.